Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another installment here on Trench Warfare, my 25 podcast episode series about the First World War. Broadcast to you live from Tuesdays for Tomorrow here on Spotify and Spotify Podcasters. Tonight, we'll be looking at the Eastern Front in late 1915. And yet, we'll be going through the entire history of the Russian Empire's involvement in the First World War until that point. And so, ladies and gentlemen, join me tonight as we look at trench warfare, the war, the Eastern Front. By late 1915, as the year almost came to a close, Tsar Nicholas II of the Romanov dynasty, who was the Tsar at the time when the First World War had broken out a year before in 1914, had suddenly made a very unexpected move towards his overall command of the Russian armed forces during the conflict. It was by this time, ladies and gentlemen, that he decided to appoint himself as commander-in-chief of all the Imperial Russian Armed Forces. Already, ladies and gentlemen, Russia, when it entered into the war in by the autumn of 1914, it already had lost a major battle, the Battle of Tannenberg that was fought during that year, when the armies of both Alexander Semenov and Pavel Rinkov were not able to contain or defeat the Imperial Russian Army forces of both General Erich Ludendorff and especially those of the Imperial German Army High Commander named Paul von Hindenburg. But as the year 1915 came to a close, the Tsar, having been afraid of assuming the Russian throne ever since he first ascended onto it in 1894, he had suddenly decided to appoint himself as the head commander of all the Imperial Russian Armed Forces. Russia at this time, even as 1915 soon came to a close, was already an army being a spent force and whose military manpower and casualties was running a bit high. It was also during this time on the Eastern Front that many Russian troops were already enduring, unlike the Allied forces on the Western Front, the actual advent and experience of trench warfare. Some of them were even dug in so well on the Eastern Front that they were facing the still entrenched and holdout armies of both Imperial Germany and especially those of Austria-Hungary. But it was also during this time that the men who were constantly, should we say, firmly entrenched on the Eastern Front inside their trenches were getting somewhat desperate. Some of these Russian army forces during the time had no weapons and resulted to fight the enemy either with bricks, clubs, pieces of wood, or even by their bare hands. Even the Russian military at the time, during the First World War, had their weapons and artillery ammunition severely rationed. 
which was often too late to make any kind of dent in the central powers' weaknesses, weakened defenses, which they were still able to hold out long ever since the Russian Empire herself had lost the war, or should we say, had lost the battle in 1914 at Tannenberg. When 1915 came to a close, it was all quiet on the on the Western Front. During the time, the same could be same for the East. The European continent was now fighting the war on two fronts. If we go onto the map, Imperial Germany was now fighting against an allied force con- consisting of the Belgians, the French, and especially the British with the expedition. British Expeditionary Force that were firmly entrenched on the Western Front and the East with both Germany again and Austria-Hungary was facing off against an isolated Russian Empire that were also firmly entrenched on the Eastern Front. It was during this time in the Russian Empire that many losses on the Russian armed forces during during the conflict as the year 1915 suddenly came to a close. People there were getting desperate for a real-time victory. As before mentioned early in this episode, ever since the war had broken out in late autumn of 1914, Russia herself, under the weak leadership of one Tsar Nicholas II, had lost the Battle of Tannenberg, which was one of now considered one of the main battles of the First World War, along with many. Although it would be until the following year, by 1916, with the advent of the Brusilov Offensive, that Russia would capture only a huge chunk of piece of Austria-Hungary, known as Glacia. But during that time, the Imperial Russian Army and its forces was a starving one. Many people often froze to death, and life conditions were very harsh. Some of them have even tried to keep themselves warm whenever winter came while on the Eastern Front. Although, as the year 1950, 15 suddenly came to a close no one can never forget what kind of horrors that the year had brought the year 1915 during the first world war as a whole had first opened up with the abortive battle of Gallipoli which the allied forces of United Kingdom France Australia New Zealand had to event evacuate the beachhead because they weren't able to take it take and hold it as well as relieve the uh, besieging pressure upon the Russian Empire and also their mission to knock the Yanam Empire now the Monday country of Turkey out of the war has, was also a dead failure 
But it was also during 1915 that made technological wonders that were being used for the first time during the First World War. We have seen throughout the series that it was the Zeppelin that first was used by the Germans as their only usage of bombers over selected British cities during the time. It was also the time that for the first time the airplane in the form of fighter biplanes such as the Newport and the Spads and the Albatrosses and the Talbas and even the Falkers all, all went to war for the first time flying in the respective air arms of the warring nations. Also, the year 1915 has also seen one of the great many atrocities, beginning with the Armenian genocide that was committed by the Ottoman Empire during the year to a lucky German sub-commander commanding the German U-boat U-20 sinking an infamous ocean liner of the RMS Lusitania after mistaking it for a Allied convoy ship that, that usually was an excuse by then soon after he returned back to Germany as well as it had caused the deaths of over 1,000 passengers aboard that four-stack ocean liner, including over 100 Americans who were on board that luxury cruise ship. The year 1915 has also seen, the f- for the very first time since, it, since its invention back a year before in 1914, the use of poison gas into combat, first used on the Western Front against the French, and later on versus towards other Allied forces, and even It even sped on towards the Imperial Russian Army on the Eastern Front, used by both Germany and Austria-Hungary. But life on the Eastern Front during this time as as 1915 came to a close, as I before mentioned, was a harsh one. There was often the advent threat of gas attacks people by then were already situated during the war in their trenches. Some people had made themselves soups, teas, other kinds of hot drinks whenever winter came around just to sustain themselves and keep warm. But as the year came to a close, no one would would have foreseen the many more horrors that would follow as the World War I soon pressed on. Already, the, Tsar, the Russian Tsar, by late, later on in the year, had already decided to appoint himself as Commander-in-Chief of all the, of both the Imperial Russian Navy, the Imperial Russian Army, and even the Imperial Russian Air Service. Reason why he'd do it, you might ask? He was simply trying to alleviate the heavy losses that both the Germans and the Austro-Hungarians were inflicting on the Russians during the war. Imperial Russia as a whole was no stranger to total warfare, nor less a new global conflict. 
before the First World War had, had broken out, it had too had lost another infamous war, the Russo-Japanese War, and before that came the Crimean War and many others. Ever since her founding, Russia has, has been no stranger to total war and even the prospect of actually fighting in a world war with very same or different in-game militarily results or outcomes. But on the li- but on the Eastern Front, at this time, as World War I progressed, Russia will soon find herself fighting a new war, a total war, a more new global war, a more new global war that will soon have various repercussions upon the Russian cities, the Imperial Russian government, and even its Imperial Russian citizens man, woman, and child. And also these contributing factors that it will be often due to the skyrocketing Imperial Russian military losses that will one day lead to some historical notables in the history of Imperial Russia to call for a new regime. A new kind of change, unless if Russia herself would win a major victory. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, for the world, when 1915 ended, the world was still at a standstill. The United States at this time was still completely neutral or isolated from the conflict. And many people throughout Britain and all the other allied countries on the Western Front were already in high gear and calling for more volunteers. As as before mentioned, military casualties were simply skyrocketing due to the absolute conflict itself. But none of these, ladies and gentlemen, would ever compare to what 1916 would bring for them. But until then, for what we all can can see as when the year 1915 had ended, no one would know what the war would lie for them next or even bring to them as soon as the start of 1916. Good night, everyone. May God bless all of us, our children, especially our planet. And remember, I really want you to think, not panic.